0: You're listening to The Bucket List. Yes, good morning. You're back on SEN. It is 365 days of sport does The Bucket List. die it is a loving life out in the U.S. of A. She's ticking off a few items off her own bucket list. I think she's going on a cruise at some stage in the near future. Anyway, so I've brought the man himself my co host with 365
1: Days of Sport, the man from Auckland himself, yes, Mr. Casual Rob briers I'm happy to make lists, but I'm not going to put them in buckets because I don't, you know, I don't like buckets. You know why, you know that uh, Guns N' Roses, the new Guns N' Roses, the crappy one, and they got that guitarist buckethead who wears a KFC bucket on his head? Does he? You don't seen this guy? No. This is this is his stage. This is trip. Slash's replacement, is it? Is it? Well, it's, well, the whole band's replaced, really. Although no, I, I they. think they gonna come, come back together. But when when they were still at Loggerheads and Axel Rose, he got he got a guy to play guitar who's called Buckethead, and he had a KFC bucket on right. his head. I do remember
0: in the Ashes few years ago, there was some nut job was running around when KFC sponsoring, being Buckethead as well, and trying to get all mm. the kids to become Bucketheads as well. Mm. So I don't know what happened to him some sort of influence there he hey, looked try- as though he'd made his way through quite a few kfc buckets as well by
1: the way he was a big lad he was a big fella compared to a celebrity how fat he was <laughs> uh
0: compared to a celebrity john candy yes
1: yeah that, yeah, that sort yeah, of yeah. standard
0: yeah so off the bat i got good it spot rob yeah
1: lovely trains planes automobiles Ah, oh, cool runnings clearly cool runnings that's oh, that was his last film i think cool Runnings was it yeah okay oh, um, very near the end anyway yeah stripes one that, of my favourites. That's a long way before. Yeah. Um, the Great Outdoors. He was brilliant in. Oh, another classic. Uh, Uncle and, Buck.
0: Uh, Uncle Buck.
1: There you go. Um, hey, we'll have a three-day working week. Well, Wednesday, some Thursday. Of, some Friday. of us, what? some of us did, some of us didn't. Rob, what even? What yeah, you? Oh out, well, at it,
0: clearly it? I worked all day Monday, and I'm going to let you know I worked all day Tuesday as well.
1: Look at the sullen sort of feel sorry for me look on his face. Well, just like. some of us put in, Rob. Some
0: of us put in.
1: I tell you what, I, I played two and a half hours on Tuesday, Melbourne Cup Day. I I played two and a half hours of tennis from ten to twelve thirty, and right. then a full four hour round of golf.
0: Really? Yeah. So you didn't watch the That's Melbourne I did. Cup,
1: Rob? No, I did. I saw it straight after that. I on went... your phone on the golf course. Right, a little a quick gin and tonic. I'm going to let you know. Huh? I didn't watch it either. You, you didn't watch the and... Melbourne Cup? Nah. Didn't even tune in. I saw it. I, there wasn't a lot that I was super interested in. What was it in?
0: four-way photo? Was it a four-way? Yeah, it was, it was. close, but Valon de
1: oh. Clare clearly won it. Yeah. And my recommendations were: I liked the Japanese horse Murder Glass, so I'm not sure where he ended up. But no, no. I don't he, know. And my Australian horse set was Prince of Aaron, who won the Geelong Cup, who came second. Did it? Yeah. Because there was a protest. Michael Walker. Michael Walker was on it. Oh, the Kiwi, yeah. of
0: course. Uh, there was a protest. Frankie Dettori. Yeah. Uh, got relegated. He came second and he? he got relegated to fourth.
1: Yeah, mystery, ro- Miss mis- magical rider, mystery. I'm not. I've
0: got to be honest. Uh, as the world's biggest sports fan rob i'm yeah. telling you um i should have known but i didn't really have an interest uh at all but uh, apparently the crowd was way down this year I
2: don't and know. they're
0: blaming
1: animal cruelty i think it, it's it's gaining momentum yeah more and more people want more, to shut down obviously
0: in the breeders cup last weekend mm. as well a, a horse got put down but that track in the states santa anita some ridiculous thing in the last 12 months 34 horses mm have been euthanized. Where? where? Uh, Santa Anita. I'm not sure where the Breeders' Cup is. Uh, I'll have to look that up. But, uh, yeah, that's horrendous. That's pretty bad. And they they run on dirt as well. Mm. It's like a synthetic dirt. So it should be a fairly even surface. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, either the horses are not training properly or the ground has got a bit hard in patches. And I don't know. It's weird. I mean,
1: it's gaining momentum. And it it may continue. I I personally think one day it probably will come to an end. I don't think it's anywhere near the, the the main thing that will stop it is that it's a billion dollar industry. <laughs> it is a ma- right. so much money behind it, it's just where the money, But I, I'm still not convinced that the the bad press yeah that is out there is actually reflective of the whole industry. So well, did you see that ABC story, right? I did because they, they've been talking yeah. about that flat out on yeah, yeah. Uh, the racing channels and. They're all more mortified than anyone. Anyway. Oh, exactly right. So it's going to be just interesting to see how they if they can crack down on that if and stub it one... out. I mean, it's it's not it's not standard practice for no. that to happen. I think that's where no, perhaps exactly it's right. been slightly distorted. And if there's
0: one group of people that wouldn't want that to happen to horses, mm. it's the owners, breeders. Trainers, strappers, mm. anyone involved with the industry doesn't want that to happen to horses. I mean it's as simple as that. They yeah. treat them like family. Well, well
1: they know if they don't lead the way their industry's in strife.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. It was. look what happened it's to Greyhounds, Rob.
1: Well they in well, New South Wales. Well they they reformed. They did. Mm. Had to. They had to.
0: Talking about grants, it's a big meeting at, uh, where is it, Sandown tonight? No. Uh,
1: the Meadows,
0: must be, Saturday night.
1: Yes, but if you're dead right tonight, we have the uh, Top Gun. Now, you're
0: a massive dog. So, how's the week gone for you in terms of returns? Have you got enough to invest
1: a small fortune in the Top Gun, Rob? I've... Uh, yeah... No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I did... Uh uh, look, I had on Saturday, on Derby Day, yep. the same old story as a 4 leg place multi and just decided to turn into a five, and uh, that fifth yeah. one didn't come in. No, no. So that's a morning run. So anyway, that, that left me without spare money to throw right. around and okay. flay around all over the place. I could put a mold. multi. However, this is a very, this Top Gun field is punishing. Um, if I had to pick someone, I think I'd probably go Seneki. In box three. Or Bla- followed by, not far behind black opium box one.
0: Black opium. He's the yeah. one. Out, out of one as well.
1: Out of one, That's yeah. a good, but just, good omen. It, it ran the other day in the, in a main race and just totally missed the jump and did nothing. Uh, I think it came last. Um, have but you done, it, it could um, fly out. If it gets to the front, just forget about yeah. it.
0: Have you done the Meadows on a Saturday night? It's a good night out, actually. I've
1: never been to the Meadows. Is it?
0: Yeah, it is actually a good night out. It's good food. Okay. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a the-
1: long way north to get out there <laughs> not,
0: not for you anymore yeah nah yeah no it's not it's up <laughs> Sydney Road you just go up Sydney Road get to Broadmeadows turn left that's it
1: I've seen the signs <laughs> I know it's out there it's... I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I being can't to believe
0: that you're saying it's a long way to go it's
1: a long 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 way it's
0: actually further for you to get to Sandane than it is to get to the meadows for you I think look
1: let's let's catch the chase of what we're getting out here Right. if I'm going to have too much to drink it's annoying to get out there because I can't drive back and forth. Right. Because I'm responsible, Beefy. Oh, you've got to be I'm, a, I'm a role model for all those people out there. You should be a role all model. All those young kids listening into to 2 on a uh, Saturday, Saturday morning. Saturday morning.
0: There's a lot of people listening there, on Now they know we're on.
1: Oh, really? Turn the tides, Rob.
0: Oh, people, are, people are taking interest in what we've got to say.
1: Well, uh, we'll see how long they last.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And one more week. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, last weekend, you said you were going to go and watch a film.
1: Yeah. What happened? I didn't see it. Oh, but I'm going to review it anyway. You might as well. What do you think? Uh, tell me about it, Rob. Uh, well, this is the story of uh, well, we've got an, to, an underdog.
0: And under, well, we've got to say as well, we actually, me and me and yourself, yeah. we actually went to the Melbourne Cup in 2015.
1: Well, uh, we exactly, were there. I there. That was there. I yeah. saw what happened. I was. Uh, we all, lived the story. All I think is that I was on Max Dynamite, who ran second. I, I uh, personally, uh, the climax of this film. There's a little, Yeah, spoiler That's the whole thing about the film. You know what happens at the end, don't you? Well, anyway, carry on. back to your review. Back to review. What happens in Ride Like a Girl? Ride Like right? a Girl is the story of Michelle Payne. The struggle against. Uh, she's she's up against it. She's yeah. she's the uh, the black sheep in the flock. Or she, because she's a woman for no other reason. But times have changed, Beefy. What? Just in 2015, or in general? I tell you one thing: it's funny. I've heard Michelle speak about this, Yeah, yeah. And and one thing she said was, even in New Zealand for female jockeys, it's different to what it is in Australia. All right, okay. They said that they've been part and parcel over there for, and that's. I have to be honest. When I heard that she was the first female jockey to win and that, you know, she said her famous line of uh anyone who doesn't think women can do it strong enough and mm-hmm. go and get stuff because we just beat the world, I-, I was surprised that that came out because I, I had no idea that it, w- it was a struggle for women in the uh, horse racing. Because I think back to the 1980s and 70s uh, New Zealand, like Mark Todd and-, and doing all the Olympics. Well, he was show a show jumping, jumper, yeah. Show jumping and all that sort of horse. Right, I, I just thought it was a very... Yeah. gender-neutral type of yeah, uh, yeah. thing. But apparently uh, here in Australia, it, they have not been so welcome. Right. Um,
0: Even Caitlin Mallian and people have got good results... I don't, I don't I know. I think one of them, I know this week there was a bit of controversy on Derby Day where one of the oh, Linda Meach Linda Linda got Meech. overlooked and yeah. she, she won the Jockey's Championship in
1: one of the states. Yeah, yeah. So she, the horse was called Thought of That, I oh, think it was sure, called. Yeah. And it was running in uh, the two and a half, the Lexus oh, states, Oh, the old, what used to be the Saab. Yeah. On Derby which, Day. Yeah. Uh, which is the winner goes through to run in the Melbourne Cup, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, there was, uh, what happened? Yeah, so she had just finished her last sort of training run on the horse and was locked in to do it. And the owner at the last minute decided uh, that uh, they wanted to get Mark Zara in to ride the horse. Michelle Payne put a tweet out basically leaving this owner uh, a pig. Mm. Uh, and she was forced to take it down and got a fine and stuff like that. And there was a kerfuffle about it. And it was a bit unfortunate. That it's, it's quite regular for jockeys to lose rides and gain yeah. rides and for trainers to have uh, jockeys pull out on them too. It's It mm, happens all the time kind of thing. So what happens in the film, Rob? Well, as I said, I haven't seen it. So what, but what happens that. is... Just what,
0: give us your insight. What happens?
1: I can review it anyway. i I'm waiting. It's, it's about michelle Payne. she's struggling she's down and out and no one believes in her because no one thinks a woman can do it but she believes in herself you you make your own odds beefy you do it's not not about the odds they give you it's about the odds you give yourself that's oh. exactly what sam Neil sees in the film oh does he yeah i thought that was you then um well
0: we, oh, great wh- etched in stone
1: I Tattooed on your forearm. i could have come up with that you could have and Michelle Payne goes out there, and she just did. Darren Ware, believe DK Ware. DK Ware, yeah, yeah, the guy who's banned for five four Shh, years. Don't tell anyone. Well, he believes in her, Good. so they try to take the ride off for Prince of Penzance off her as well. Yeah, and he goes nah, and um, and she does go on the horse, yeah. and the horse would you, you? I don't know if you've heard Beefy. The tell ho- me, Rob. The horse wins. Does it? Yeah. And wow. she wins the Melbourne Cup. Oh, incredible story. And it's a, it's a real... Is it a true story, Rob? It's a Cinderella story. Ah, oh, yeah, the Cinderella story. <laughs> yeah.
0: Does Russell Crowe make a... Uh...
1: No, no Russell Crowe. Uh... There's Sam Neill. Mick Molloy's in it. Is he? Yeah. And Stevie, her real brother who's a dancing Oh, yeah, girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, a horse minder. Yep. He's in the film playing himself. Oh, great work. And uh, I tell you what... It, the connection is brilliant. Who played Prince of Penzance? Uh, he played himself as well.
0: Really? Did they get Prince? Of, uh, that's just an no, interesting that's question. Not, that's not true. Probably actually. not I don't true. Know. But he's you quite a, know. a dark
1: black horse, if I recall. Prince of Penzance. Oh, I can't remember myself. Can't remember. Yeah, but he's definitely faster than Max Dynamite on the he day. He was on the day. I do. He was faster that. than every other horse in the race. You know, Winks could have almost, as he was quite a dark coloured horse, hmm. and he would have definitely won. Probably. She, she. It
0: was Winks. Was a she? Yeah. Same as uh, Black Caviar
1: and Maccabi Diva. I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay. So that the review is Is it a good film? Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's great. Oh, there you go. That's my all we my, need my to review know. of the film I haven't seen is that uh, you should definitely go and see it, and and I even I'm encouraging myself to go and see it. Good. Well, you've been encouraging yourself for quite a while now. Yeah, yeah. To get things done. Yeah. All M- right. And move forward. Well, so thanks for that. We'll a
0: pleasure. Uh, we'll come back to that now after the break. Mm.
3: You know, Beefy, when you're travelling, you never know what's going to happen with the currency market. The currency can fluctuate up or down. That's why it's good to find out more about Travel Money Oz.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter how skilled you are, how many times you've exchanged before, there is no foolproof way to get the best exchange rate.
3: Ah, unless, of course, you take out Travel Money Oz's rate move guarantee because they can give you that.
0: If you go in-store and exchange your currency and the rate moves up... Or down, they will give you the best rate, and if you lose out, they'll refund the difference, all within 14 days.
3: Winner, winner. One less thing you have to worry about when you're travelling. Beefy, go in store, you can find out where they're located. You can give them a call on 1300 426 997. That's 1300 426 997 to find out more about the rate move guarantee.
0: Or you can just jump on their internet site www.travelmoneyoz.com. That's travelmoneyoz.com. Good morning, you're on the bucket list. This one is so appetising. We're off to Barcelona. It's the Catalonia GP. And Daniel Ciccone from Sportsnet Holidays. Good morning, sir. BP, good morning. Excited about this one as well. Oh, yeah, it's a great place, Barcelona. It's awesome to go. I know in Melbourne we're spoilt, but Barcelona is also spoilt for sporting prowess. I mean, it's had the Olympics. It's home of Barcelona football team as well, but they've got the GP. And do the Spanish love their motorcycling? They are obsessed by...
4: It. They certainly are. I guess you know, with so many riders in, in Moto GP and Moto Two and Moto Three being Spanish, whether it's Marc Marquez or Jorge Lorenzo or Alex Rins, Spanish crowd is among the most knowledgeable, passionate in Moto GP, and and one of the reasons it makes this one so special.
0: When have they scheduled uh, Catalonia for 2020? Don't you?
4: Friday the 5th of June to Sunday the 7th of June.
0: Obviously, Moto GP. It is a mecca for the Spanish racing fans. It is a great venue as well. It's been on the circuit for 25 years. I think it'll be coming up close to that now. Why is it so special?
4: number of reasons. I look at it as it's right up there with Mugello in Italy in terms of being the biggest and most prestigious race on the calendar. The championship is is always alive when the MotoGP circus comes to to Catalonia. The fact that there's so many Spanish riders, as we've mentioned, uh, it's one of the more unpredictable races in in MotoGP despite Marc Marquez's dominance of the world championship. He's only won at Catalonia once in the last four years and twice overall. In fact, I think there have been four different winners uh, at me the last four years which which i absolutely love uh having said that Valentina rossi's won the, the MotoGP gp an incredible 10 times and the other reason it's so special as you've so passionately stated uh, is that the fact that it's it's in barcelona one of the most picturesque places in the world uh and i think there's nothing like a, a spanish summer who doesn't want to see you know the beautiful la sagrada familia you know the gaudi design landmark church obviously so famous you've know, got la rambla's you know, which is a central hub of beautiful restaurants and shopping and sites. Um, you know, the new camp, obviously the home of Barcelona FC. There's just so much to see and do outside of the MotoGP, let alone the um, the MotoGP itself. This one is, is super special. Yeah,
0: exactly. What, what kind of accommodation you got lined up? Uh, obviously something special, surely.
4: Well, right in the heart of Barcelona, Beefy, so we, we've got a hotel right in the heart, which is just about, you know, half an hour away from the circuit. It's really hard to get accommodation in Barcelona, you know, over the summer months and over the busier months, let alone over the Catalonia Moto, MotoGP. You know, I, I recently read that there's 140,700 grandstand seats <laughs> at Catalunya. So that should, should give your listeners an idea of the enormity of the event and the popularity. So, um, you know, we're, we're thankful to have have a accommodation in a, in a great location.
0: No, nah, it certainly is a big one. Uh, well, talking about accommodation and talking about the massive appeal to the locals, not just the international visitors, I mean, what kind of packages are you offering?
4: So it's a... A four-night package uh, with with the, the hotel uh, in Barcelona again, perfect for convenience, perfect to, to explore the MotoGP, perfect to explore Barcelona. Uh, we also include a Barcelona one-day hop on and hop off bus tour. We include a three-day general admission ticket with the opportunity to upgrade to grandstand, and uh, and most importantly, we include Friday, Saturday, and Sunday return hotel to circuit coach transfers. And and lastly, we include some merchandise as well. Uh, it's a really nice package to one of the uh, you know more popular MotoGP events on the calendar.
0: No, definitely. I'm going to let you do the spiel. Why should people book through Sportsnet holidays, Daniel?
4: If you thank you, you know that everything's official. Uh, that's the most important. Accommodation in the heart of Barcelona. So I had to get, as we've said, the convenience factor. We like to take the stress out of organising travel to what's one of the most hectic but exciting rounds. We will assign your own personal consultant from start to finish. Uh, we have 21 years' experience and we're Australian-owned and operated.
0: You get accommodation in the heart of Barcelona. You get official MotoGP tickets. You get the transfers. You get the flight. You get everything laid on for you. There is nothing else to do apart from go and enjoy yourself. How do people book for Catalonia 2020?
4: They can either call us on our free call number, 1-300-888-858. Alternatively, they can visit our website, www.sportsnetholidays.com.
5: Give them a bell on
0: 1-300-888-858 or jump on the internet, www.sportsnetholidays.com. They are your experts for GP travel.
1: So we played the first song, that came. To- his head. It just so happened to be It was the worst song in the world It was the worst song in the world Listen to the song And clear of Because the words don't fit And the song is shit You're a talentless kid. You suck!
0: Now Rob, on 365 Days of Sport we have the world famous worst song in the world section Why don't you tell people what worst song in the world's all
1: about? It's very simple Often, sporting entities, clubs, sports people, get involved. They try to do fusion with the arts, and particularly the music, musical community. The musical community, The BP, musical community, That's yeah. what I was meant to say there. Well, yeah. I couldn't quite find my words. And they fuse sports with music with the hope of creating something that will bring the community together to make it stronger, more cohesive, and in some way bring a lightness and a happiness toward the club. And it f- often is an absolute disaster. Awesome. So we have t- been targeting these songs for a, num- a couple... <laughs> oh, who knows? Only three years, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, there's a fair few in there. And a there's, few. There's this one here that we're going to revisit. Well, what, one of the worst singers in the world is Scott Stapp from a band called Creed. And if you haven't heard Creed, it is a sing every single song like a Oh, yeah. And and they got that guy to sing the song called Marlins Will Soar. Well, he is a Florida Marlins fan, so... There's no excuse.
0: He did take it upon himself... <laughs> to say I don't like your song, why don't yeah. you have this? Apparently, they had a song, didn't they, called "You Will Saw" or something along those lines. Something Spreed like that. Creed did. Mm-hmm. So he basically rewrote "You Will Saw" into "Marlins Will
1: Saw," and it is just full of dodgy baseball cliches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just start laughing, is what happens when you hear this. <laughs> well, we but will. But you also redoing. you do want to sing along, but not because you're going, "Yeah, this is great." Like you're not generally going, "This is awesome." Yeah. You're just laughing your ass off at how ridiculous it is. Right. Right. Because it's pretty much just Creed singing a Florida Marlin song. <laughs> yeah, it is. All right, so uh, we're so some... get the feed, the guitar feedback, and they try to be. They try to be. You can just imagine he's on a cliff in the Jesus Christ pose, and comets are landing down around him as a uh, god. Right, is in his veins. So
0: this is Marlins Will Sword is by Scott Stapp and Creed, and it is worst song in the world. And this is what this segment was designed to highlight.
1: Brilliant.
5: Let's play ball, it's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the roar on the crowd. swing away. A diving catch. A stolen base. A perfect
1: game. A, A triple play. A no- it, Rob. Yeah. 107 seconds of pure Scott's tap. Fe- fe- no, 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 no. I just, I just want you to know. Keep hoping and dreaming and you will soar. Keep hoping and dreaming and you will soar. Not, not, just, not just glide, not just sort of soar. fly in a way in which is sort of meandering along. You'll soar into space like a rocket ship. Beautiful. So long as you, you've got that backing track there. Scap, scap, scap. You're gonna, scap. You're, gonna, you're, gonna you're gonna call him scap. scap. Why not? Mold it into scap. one name. I'm That's not gonna Scott use two Stapp.
0: syllables. Scott Step has no regrets, Rob. He told. He said, "The way I look at it is simple. I have three children." When I was approached to do the song, it was with the caveat of lifetime free baseball tickets and the boys could be bat boys. As a father, I said, I'm all in, man. That is awesome for my family. People can make judgments, but when my son is handing a bat to Derek Jeter, I'm saying, thank you, Florida Marlins, for giving me an opportunity to do that song, and I have no regrets about it. If you look at it like, oh, my God, what was he thinking as a credible artist?
1: And if you don't know what the deal is, I get that analysis. But this is the thing, this, this is why they continued for so long. Cause because of his attitude, they've been able to just trundle out this rubbish. <laughs> for two decades. Yeah. He's got to be the most resilient man in the world. I mean, people just rip him to shreds all the time, he's, and he
0: he keeps going. But he's he's a religious man, isn't he? Cuz weren't creed didn't they ever God is in his veins. Yeah, that's right. Mm. I thought he was. So, he's just
1: leaning on God, Rob. But, but I, on I, God. it makes me actually like him, like imagine sucking so bad. <laughs> But, but no matter what, you just sit there and go, yeah, yeah, you don't like me? Well, yeah. guess what? Cause we, um, I ain't stopping. I ain't stopping. I'm, then. I'm gonna keep on saying my song about Florida Marlins. <laughs> I know, uh, last week we did the,
0: uh, worst national anthems of all time. I, mm. We're pretty sure we, we had a grab of him doing the- There is
1: somewhere, and, uh, it's a pretty band. Yeah. Pretty bad version. So I'll, I'll find that for you and, uh, we'll, we'll work it on, uh. Before you play that beefy, I'm gonna do my impression of. I, I, I wanna see how close this is. Just listen to me and right. then listen to Scott. Alright, here okay. we go. Acapella. Acapella. This is Rob Bryer's doing Scott's that. Love it. Got Stars Bangle Banner. Glad you clarified. Oh, she can you see by the do early light What's so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming? And the is ra- <laughs> <laughs> Good effort. Good effort. All right.
0: Here's the real. Oh, I'll just let you recover after you. Win- Winfield Blues over there. Uh, here's the real Jesus. Scott Stapp. Doing, uh, I think it was at a NASCAR event of all places.
1: But uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm wrecked. Oh, see, can you see by
2: the dawn's early
1: light? What so proudly we As the twilight's last gleaming Does your sporting
0: club or community group need help with fundraising? My Club Shop is your essential fundraising partner. This free service is simple to use and can provide a -a 12-month-a-year revenue stream. With support from great companies like Samsung and TCL and new features being added daily, this revolutionary platform is a complete game changer. Did we mention it's all free? All you have to do is log on to myclubshop.com.au to register your interest and one of their friendly team will get in touch straight away. That's myclubshop.com.au dot com dot au and it's all free
2: this is the bucket list with beefy and diana simons good morning
0: you're on the bucket list it's me beefy again and we're talking to scott mcculloch the general manager from travel money group scotty now's the time where we see people are carrying less and less cash are we ever going to become cashless
5: Yeah, good question, BC. Um, We actually just had the team at the Money 2020 conference up in Vegas. Look, depending on certain areas of the globe, some areas are going into that place, uh, the cashless society. But we've still got people uh, getting a check every week for their pay in the U.S. So a cashless society is still some way off. In Australia, I think we have uh, people obviously use a lot of card more so than cash uh, nowadays. However, when customers travel overseas, we're still seeing massive cash growth through our business as well. So it's still a very relevant piece of uh, travel product to go away with at the moment.
0: Well, talking about going overseas and taking cash or taking your credit card, what would you personally recommend the customers look at when they are traveling overseas?
5: You've really got to take three pieces of financial product, really, and it's more for a security point of view as well. So take a credit card, uh, absolutely. Take foreign cash with you to the destination that you're going to and also a travel money card as well. You know, credit cards used for checking into hotels because they pre-authorize them uh, and you don't want to do that on a travel money card because it holds up the funding unnecessarily.
0: Now, you just mentioned your uh, travel money card or a currency card. What is the uh, advantages of using these products?
5: You can load up to 10 currencies on these cards. It locks in the exchange rate before you leave. As soon as you load that money on in Australia, it's locked in. So if the dollar changes, you don't lose out. Uh, and with that, it has the wallet so it knows exactly what currency to use while you're travelling. Uh, you can load multiple currencies onto it and you can also load more onto it while you're travelling as well. Because most people leave Australia and don't take enough money with them. But as you're travelling, you can load more money onto it as you go and lock that exchange rate right in.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. How'd you get
5: a card? You come and see us at any one of our 180 shops across Australia, or jump on the website and buy one, or go into any flights into travel group store in Australia and purchase one off them as well.
0: Now, obviously, you guys are famous for the rate move guarantee.
5: Uh, rate move guarantee, obviously, uh, come in purchase off us. If the rate moves within your favour within 14 days, we will give you the difference back.
0: Yeah, that's an awesome, awesome product. So great tips there as well, Scotty. If you want to get in touch with travel Travel Money Oz. You can give them a call on their 1-300 number. That's 1300 426 997. 1300 426 997. Or jump on their internet site travelmoneyoz.com. That is travelmoneyoz.com. It's got the store locator there. And any time you change your money with Travel Money, Oz, you will automatically qualify for the rate move guarantee. If the rate changes, you'll get the difference back, and that can only mean good things. That's extra pints, extra food, or extra experiences. Scotty, thanks for that. That's absolutely awesome. Some great tips, and we will talk to you again very soon.
5: Thanks, Beefy.
0: Di, if you want to go on a sports tour experience, who are you going to choose?
3: Sportsnet Holidays, Beefy, Australia's number one provider of sports travel.
0: They offer travel packages and tours to over 50 of the world's biggest sporting events.
3: Oh, we're talking Wimbledon, we're talking the Monaco Grand Prix, you name it, they go there. And what's more, Sportsnet can provide access beefy to some incredible money-can't-buy experience, and they even host their own functions and dinners.
0: The best thing about it as well, all the tickets they have, they're all official. So whether it's the Australian Open Tennis, this year's Rugby World Cup in Japan, the State of Origin, or the Isle of Man TT, Sportsnet will ensure you have the adventure of a life. Lifetime.
3: Make sure if you're going on a holiday to a sporting event, go through Sportsnet Holidays. Sportsnetholidays.com. That's Sportsnetholidays.com.
0: Or give them a call on 1-300-888-858. That's 1-300-888-858.
3: Sportsnet Holidays. Turn that dream sport trip into a reality.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. <laughs> one, two, three,
5: four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I got live one here. <laughs>
0: Right then, Rob, I thought I'd brighten your Saturday morning. These are some of the more outstanding quotes in interviews said by sports
1: staff. They are meant to inspire. They could, one way or the other. Uplift, upheave. Things like George Best. George Best, the boozing munter. Boozing
0: munter, yeah. Greatest football player of all time. One of the best football players of all time. I spent ninety per cent of my money on women and drink. The rest are wasted. I've heard that one before.
1: Oh, That's really? like one of those ones. Yeah, it's funny, but now you can't say that anymore. No. That you'll get wasted. That's right. Or uh the modern day
0: take on that is I spent ninety percent of my money on CrossFit and Kale, the rest I bitcoined.
1: No. Is that the modern day take? <laughs> I think that so, was yeah. you ad libbing? That was yeah, could have been. Bitcoin. Have you yeah. got any bitcoin? No. <laughs> I'm gonna need coin. No, Full stop. Just straight you need up. Need coin just, to buy Bitcoin. Got no regular
0: coin. I got nothing. Uh, tiger Can't Woods. Don't you just
1: start with Bitcoin and go from uh, there? If I'm gonna lose it, Rob, I might as well lose it going down in flames. Try and lose it with stuff that's not even really real. Yeah. Uh, tiger Woods. Yep. Hockey is
0: a sport for white men. Basketball is a sport for black men. Golf is a sport
1: for white men dressed like pimps. <laughs> that's all right. Kind <laughs> <laughs> it's it's of funny. Quite funny for a Tiger. Yeah, that isn't really. Uh, is this supposed to be funny quotes, Sorry, did I miss uh, that? Path? all sorts, just, just all sorts, mate. Inspirational, quotes? funny, uplifting. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't know. Do you reckon he wrote that himself? Or do you reckon he stole it from? He's an someone? intelligent guy, Tiger. Yeah, right. uh, Muhammad Ali. I'll beat him so bad he need a
0: shoehorn to put his hat on. Pretty good. It's just typical. Just typical Muhammad Ali, isn't it? Hey,
1: hey. Have you what? seen this film Dolmite? No. You got to see it, man. Okay, it's Eddie Murphy playing this comedian Dolmite. and he the way that Muhammad Ali speaks when he does, you know his sort of rhyming speech. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. is inspired by this gold diamond Dolmite. this guy Dolmite. okay yeah, it's gotta be. His name's Rudy Ray Moore, the comedian, but there's these old it's some old sort of routine, this way of speaking where they've come up with these little rhymes. Check it out. I very will. funny stuff. Dolmite. is this it's this brand new. Yeah, it just come out on Netflix. <laughs> Netflix. What's that, Rob? Get up with, get up with the kids. You're not with the, up with the, with the, the, cool, the kids, the generation. The X's have moved on to the Y's, and the right. Y's moved on to the millennials. Okay. Focus, beefy. All right. Number seven, Charles Barkley on
0: whether he had any regrets about throwing a bar patron through a first floor window. Yeah, I regret we weren't on a higher floor. He threw the waiter through a window. Uh, I think it's somebody else in a bar. So he just threw him out the window. He's a big fella, Charles Barkley. There must
1: have been a dispute of which uh, this person was unpleasant. Yeah, probably. It's not explained?
0: Unexplained,
1: unfortunately. There's no real background to it. Again, nowadays, I hear that and people will be outraged. Mm. He's he's condoning violence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can't do that. He's doing this. (laughs) Uh, Baseball pitcher of the New York Mets, Tug McGraw. That's his real name.
0: Tug McGraw. Tug McGraw. He got asked whether he prefers AstroTurf or grass. Yeah.
1: Tug came back and said, I don't know. I never smoked any AstroTurf. Honestly, I to be honest, I saw God, that coming so far away. Yeah, yeah. Because you're waiting for the the double meaning. So it's just, I mean, it's you're just, too literal. I'm too literal. <laughs> you're just too literal out of this. I'm just, I'm just focused. I'm just, a, I'm a, just focused. Look, do I need to say again how high, how high my IQ is? You don't. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's off the charts, It's off the charts. Einstein, uh, I'm up there
0: with Einstein. Yeah. Uh this is a classic. Texas A&M coach Shelby. Metcalf on a player who had a report card where, with uh, four Fs and a D and he says, son, it looks
1: like you're spending too much time on one subject.
0: <laughs> he got four Fs and a D. See?
1: <laughs> that's pretty good. It is pretty good. Yeah, that's that's uh, seeing the positive when there's no positive. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Greg Norman, one of the classic Greg Norman quotes. Apparently he owes a lot to his parents, especially his mother and father. Good. Yeah, that's Greg and his uh, great stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shaquille O'Neal, friend of the show, Rob, he came out with I'm tired of
1: hearing about money, 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 money. Now, now that doesn't sound like Shaquille, does it? No, he's not like a white Southern angry man. You can't get away with that accent. Everyone, Beefy's only got one American accent. (laughs) He he, he just got this. He can't do any (laughs) other type of American accent, and so he's only got this, this extremely this guy who sounds exasperated, (laughs) who, who sounds like he's... So wound up all the time with this gravelly voice, as <laughs> irritable and sort of whiny, and it's the only American actor. Uh, Why can't you just relax and do that? Okay. You can't. No. Shack on money. I'm
0: tired of hearing about money, 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 money. I just want to play the game, drink Pepsi, and wear Reeboks.
1: <laughs> That's, that wasn't so mental. Well, okay. Isn't, isn't kind of got a deep, deep kind of kind of voice like this, like yeah. this Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, he's very. you he's, he's talking about when the when the world's flat. I think he's they, from Atlanta, isn't Because he? He stop town trying to tell me the world's round, the world's flat. You know, I drove from Atlanta to Los Angeles, world's flat. It, it, it wasn't curved, it was flat. I've got that quote, Rob. I've actually got him that, doing that's that. That's sort of what he sounds like, isn't it? Yeah,
0: he's quite he's quite low. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I drove from Miami to New York, it's flat. <laughs> I drove from New York to Seattle, it's flat.
1: So why you? can't you do that before? Oh, sorry, Rob. God. Why do you have to make everyone so on edge with this? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i just like, ah. Yeah. Americans should be on edge. Have you ever listened to Shaquille's thoughts about the shape of the earth?
2: What did you make of the Kyrie stuff? It's it's true. What? uh, The earth is flat. Shaq, what are you talking about? The (laughs) earth is flat. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Listen. It's not. There's three ways to manipulate the mind what you read, what you see, and what you hear. Okay. Conspiracies. I drive from coast to coast, and the it's flat to me. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, that's I, the, dumbest I, no, Florida, the dumbest thing you've ever said. It's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I drive from Florida to California all the time, Jeez. and it's flat to me. I do 92 not, podcasts, and that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. You, I do not and I, go, that's a high bar to get over. I to. do not go up and down in a 360-degree angle and all me? that stuff about gravity. <laughs> Have you looked outside of Atlanta lately and seen all these buildings? So you mean to tell me that China is under us? China yes. is under us. If you you keep they they are thing? under That's us. That's what they tell not. you when you're a kid? The world is flat. If you dug straight through your backyard, the you can get to flat. China. No, you can't. The world the is The world flat. is not flat? Yes, it is. We've seen the earth. No, we haven't seen anything. Yes, you have. You've no, seen it from satellite imagery. Oh, satellite imagery that could be that, that could be drawn and okay. made up. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm with him because we're from oh, Jersey. That's how we hey. think. <laughs> we <laughs> think outside the box. Tell you about the educational system in Jersey. I'm just saying. I think it's for an indictment on that. I'm just saying. When I drive from Florida to New York. Flat. New York oh, to Seattle. It's flat. Not flat. Seattle down to L.A. Flat. L.A. Back in front of flat. Okay, here's it's a, okay, here's fact, a square. <laughs> that's what okay, it I is. Can't, the earth
0: is- he just, he's just got a literal view of the world. Rob. No, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say
1: brilliant. <laughs> no, I said literal. What? I said
0: he's just got a literal view of the world. You not said brilliant.
1: brilliant when he says that. Oh, it's, but when he says that, because
0: we can just make fun of him. You Are you a flat earther? No, I think it's donut shaped. <laughs> Have you seen the
1: new theory? It, it's a it, donut shape. There's a hole in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them. I'm sorry. What I don't why, know. But why do they think like people were flowing to the moon and looked back and <laughs> s- we've seen the Earth? We see what it looks like. Why would people want to make it up? <laughs> I don't why, know. I people, just, when you call someone, you can do a FaceTime. Yeah. And if it's night time there and you can be the opposite of the world, it's daytime. That's because the Earth has rotated. And the sun's on the other side now. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Well, it's, it's, it's not, it was once crazy. Now it's common knowledge. <laughs> it, it's more than common knowledge. W- w- what? It's everyone's knowledge what apart does, from
0: the one percenters.
1: What do the authorities have to gain by lying to the entire world about the shape of the earth? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit like uh, Rocky
0: Graziano in education, Rob. Oh, uh, what's he got to say? I quit school in the sixth grade because of mm. pneumonia, not because I had it. But because I couldn't spell it. Yeah, it's all right. Sixth grade.
1: <laughs> it's quite funny for. It's a group. tricky word. I'll, I'll try and spell it. P. Yeah. N. Yeah. E. U. Yeah. Monia. M-monia. 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 Good work, Robert Bryce. Yes. Yeah. King's College, Auckland didn't fail you. I probably could have spelled that when I was like twelve. Yeah. Got a couple of football ones for you just to finish off. English soccer football. English ones, yeah. Yep. Kevin Keegan.
0: They're the second best team in the world. There's no higher praise than that.
1: Yeah, that's an accident. <laughs> no, he was a bit stupid, Keegan. Not as stupid as Ian Rush, though. No, but he actually, and it was an accident because he's a moron. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Ian Is Rush. That a bit harsh to call him a moron. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Just, just in case it travels, he could play football. Uh, David Beckham came up with. Uh, I definitely
0: want Brooklyn to be christened, but I don't know into what religion yet. Yeah, that's yeah. David Beckham for you. Ian Rush I couldn't settle in Italy it was like living in a foreign country
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you want to hear another David Beckham my parents have always been there for me
1: ever since I was about seven yeah he's, he's done he's missed a, bit of a, bit yeah. a sort of a significant period there I think
0: <laughs> a little bit obviously the first unless he was adopted yeah I mean uh, look
1: I'm not going to be uh, surprised to hear David Beckham say something but I, I don't like judging people too harshly on slips of the tongue ah uh, okay I'm next to the line you probably are too in fact, like probably this show, I'll probably get someone ring up and complain. <laughs> oh, no doubt. Yeah, no
0: doubt. Is uh, Ian Wright. I'll finish on Ian Wright. Play for England. He says, without being too harsh on David Beckham, he's cost us a match there.
1: Ian was right. Yeah, Ian was right. There you go. Hey Rob, what have you got coming up this weekend? Yeah, you got the dogs tonight?
0: Too... What's that?
1: without being too harsh. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. You finally drink No, no, no.
1: I already got it. Oh, but it's just yeah. like It's just he—he uh, uh, he probably should have thought that that was going to be pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Without being too harsh, I think he's the worst player of all time. That's it. Yeah. It's cost us a match there. Eh? Um, now, I am... No, I'm not going to watch the Greyhound Dogs. <sighs> just that on, the, a, on the telly. Yeah. And yourself? Uh, I'm just recovering. Going to be recovering from uh, get my nose uh, You'd uh, job. have to say, considering you've had your whole nose taken off, you yeah. sound just... Quite so, amazing.
0: Awesome. That's the wonders of modern science, yeah. Rob.
1: Do, do, do they
0: have a quick clip at your brain at all? Well, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Bloody, you need a bit of injection of uh, knowledge in there and sanity. They're going to inject knowledge. Why not? Told you. It's a total recall. <laughs> it could
1: be. Yeah. Uh, that. What's that other and one? They're going uh, to inject an Austrian accent. Oh, that would be good. Mm-hmm be very good
0: mm-hmm. yeah apart from that it's uh, all systems go as normal for me
1: great we will be back next week we've got one more week one left more. of this Rob so uh, one more bucket full of lists one more bucket um, full of lists and when it's empty we chuck it off. next week I'm going to ask you about your bucket list Rob I'm not going to have it it's not going to be in a bucket I'll, I'll, make, I'll make a list if you want what, right. what, what's the topic things I want to do yeah things you want to do what see New Zealand week? in a rugby world it's cup not final not much left really oh, oh, I mean it? I'm saving it for
0: next week don't think now this this is next week's topic. You've got a whole week to think about it.
1: Oh, I like going out for just like a bit of Chinese and that. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. A yeah. Of, a nice, Welcome um, to Rob's bucket
0: list. A, a He's waiting nice, all his life uh, for going for
1: a Chinese.
0: Anyway, this has been three hundred and sixty five days of sport. Does the bucket list have a great weekend, full of sport, everybody. I'll be Kieran Beefy Blake, and that has been Casual. Very casual. Robert Briers.
1: See you next week. This is Daniel Ricardo, and this is three hundred and sixty five days of sport. Um Do we need to talk about 365 Days of Sport? We do. Well, guess what, Beefy? What, Rob? There's a great new podcast out there. It's called 365 Days of Sport. Yeah? What's it about? It's about me, and it's also about... Sport?
0: Yep. Why should you listen to it? It's bloody good, Rob. It's officially the best sports radio show on the planet. (laughs) Join Beefy and Rob every week. Why wouldn't you? 365 Days of Sport. Get it where you get your podcast from. We're on Spotify too. Just listen to 365 Days of Sport. It's the podcast you'd listen to if you've got nothing better to do.